0: Welcome back to the starting five podcast on SB <laughs> Nation, Christy Bear Blues. I am the one piece shark, a.k.a. Mr. 500 Shark with the
1: guys. What's going on? <laughs> I'm actually, maybe I may be your twin brother, but I'm Mister. that they are who, they thought, who we thought they were. I'm at underscore
2: Skylade on Twitter. What's good, everybody? This is everybody's favorite corner man, uh, the chief of staff of Dillon Brooks Island, if you will. Uh, getting ready to uh possibly get our new electrical service D B twenty four looking to replace MLG and W. So uh this you got trail, man what's good everybody
3: I I like that that was a good intro I'm I'm just really basic it's it's really shady that's that's all I got.
4: What's <laughs> <laughs> going on y'all is Tab Shakir man. Uh salute to all the superstars out here but major salute to every single of you other guy out there. Uh You got a role to play, you know, you do your thing, you know, in life. It's a job, whatever you play your role and you do it to the best of your ability
0: and you win in life. Shout out to y'all. And speaking of Mr. Playing your role, I have to issue a public apology to you. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I, was at, I was at the game Friday. Uh, <laughs> um, I did make a statement on last podcast saying who else they got besides still now. Now, one of y'all mentioned the two players that did kill the Grizzlies. Now, one of y'all mentioned Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole. But – I mean, I did. You know, you did You said Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. (laughs) That's (laughs) a
1: lot. Hey, baby KD. You know, you I said Cusino, though. I said my boy Cusino. He did his thing. Cusino haven't did
4: his
0: thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I was at that travesty. But let's start from the beginning of the week with another travesty, which we kind of all predicted. The Suns whooped us 122-99. Then we came back and beat the Miami Heat. Uh, they were on the second night back to back. So that was an ugly game. Uh back took it all the way back to the early 2000s. the Detroit Pistons and the face of Pacers scores is what the game actually reminded me of while watching it. Um then I was there. Yeah, I was at that game Friday. Um they did come back and beat the Warriors on Saturday though. Uh, in the close battle. So two and two
1: week, uh, as me and Scott have predicted. Wait, what are you what are y'all thoughts for the week? Well, for me, let's, let's let's not act like the Phoenix game happened, so I'm just going to focus on the rest of the games. <laughs> um, I think there was a really good, tough performance by the Memphis Grizzlies against a really good, at that time, um, Miami Heat team. Um, Jimmy Buller had that team rolling. Um, I think the addition of him, is, I think he was out for several games in December, January, but with him being back, they looked like um, a Eastern Conference possible pretend, uh, contender Sharky, I'll just give you possible because I don't know how you feel about them. Um, but I think it was a really good win by the Memphis Grizzlies to be able to, one, um, to battle um against the Miami Heat, but then also to kind of close the game out. For me, I think I talked about a couple of weeks ago where um, I felt concerned or I felt as if the Memphis Grizzlies couldn't close out games where they had leads. They had shown us before that they can get a lead, and then they've shown us in the same game that they can blow the lead. So – being able to um, to get that late bucket by John Moran at the end of the game against the Miami Heat, I think was really good. Um, if there's another game that I, would act, uh, that I do not want to act like happened is that first Golden State Warriors game. Um, I did not watch the game. Kind of thinking or kind of knowing in the back of my head that they would be able to pull them now, but not only lose, but lose in the manner that they did. So um, I'm not going to speak about that game, but – um, again, to be positive, they did kind of close out the game. They did close out the game against Golden State on yesterday. So, again, I think overall 2-2, two and two, again, my name is we are – they are who we thought they were. Um, they went 2-2 two and two as Shark and I um, suggested that they would. Um, They're playing 500 basketball all season, so I will continue to go with that trend. Um, but I think for all in all, it, w- it was good because they had two really tough games that they were able to kind of close out um, and win. So if I'm going to be positive, then that's my – that's my call out for
2: that. All right. Well, I'll just start with the Miami game as well. Uh, the Phoenix game, it looked pretty decent in the first half. looked like the Grizzlies um, could have potentially come out and possibly stolen that game. But by the time he fell down by 15 in the third, I turned it off because I knew it was smooth sailing for the Suns ahead. Uh, the first Miami game, uh, those are one of those scrappy games that you definitely want to look to try and get on your whole home floor. Um did not think Miami was really going to uh really was going to run away with it because the way Jimmy Butler eventually got it going early in the second half, I was like, oh, here we go. Miami starting to show why they're one of the top teams in the East and why they were in the finals last year. So I'll go as far as to say they're definitely back in the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion, this season. Um, uh, but what concerned me with that game is I really thought Memphis was gonna blow that game. Memphis hadn't scored or really didn't score for like the last six minutes until Jailes game went in layup. Um so to Leto's point about the Grizzlies being uh, unable to close games in the past, that really was a sound concern. So and then it's just the the way uh in the fashion that it happened, it's just like okay, what's why why are we struggling to score within these last six minutes? Because Miami could have very easily won that game. Very easy. The way they was playing, the way everything they had, everything clicking. Miami, very easy for have won that game. Um, the guys know I get on, as far as the first Warriors matchup, the guys know I get on Andrew Wiggins a lot. Uh, we talk about him on the Let's Be Real podcast, so I wish an apology uh, to Andrew Man. Wiggins. Nights like that happened in the NBA. That's why NBA players are NBA players. That's so why they're professionals. 40 points for Andrew Wiggins. If he's dropping 40 like that, it's good night. Um, if he scores it, you might as well just chalk up an L for the other team. Just that simple. Um, but I am um, I am glad Memphis was able to bounce back with the game yesterday on a Saturday in the second uh, Warriors matchup. Much better effort than they showed in the first one. So two and two, I will take it. I did have them at one and three because I did not think they would get that game against Miami. But again, they pulled it out on the last second uh, layup by Jabari rent which was their first bucket within the last six minutes. But Hey, not a bad week for
3: the Grizz. Yeah, and we're hoping that um, this last one against the Warriors kind of catapults us into, like, more victories, right, um, and coming out, well, of course, more victories, but, like, a streak of victories, so to speak, right, two or three. Um, we are a 500 ball, um, as Mr. Cap wants to allude to, but, like, why can't we get a streak of, like, three and two, right, or something like that? so to speak. I don't want to, like you know, give us too much uh, about that. But anyways, Miami win. Great win. Uh, We all called the Phoenix loss, the split against Golden State. Uh, But again, without Steph Curry, um, you're hoping that we you can actually get two out of that one. Uh, But again, who saw Andrew Wiggins give him 40 points? Um, So this Dylan Brooks guy, where was he uh, for that one? Um, As another question. And Justice Winslow, I thought he would give some type of revenge game, so to speak, against Miami. Um, I think it's that line with six points and the rest of who cares time uh, for him. So kudos to the Grizzlies again uh, for getting two and two. I call one and three. Shame on me. Uh, but shout out to the Grizzlies. Shout out to John Morant, too, uh, for taking the ball when it's time. Um, really trying to show why he should have been an all-star as well.
4: I think going forward, it's all about really energy and discipline, right? Um, going to the Phoenix game, and, you know, the first half was great. Like, we played really good ball. And then the third quarter started, and Phoenix was like, okay, let's turn up. You know, Chris Powell wasn't going in anyway, especially because the Grizzlies beat them earlier this season. So, you know, that's energy, you know, you, you got to kind of match it at some point. Didn't do so against the Suns. Uh, you, you, you scrapped against the Heat like y'all all alluded to. Um, as far as the discipline thing goes, we see Morant, you know, taking the ball and doing what he does at the end of games, which is what we want. Like, this is what a superstar is supposed to do at the end of games. Like, this is what made Dame Lillard. You know, Dame time and Steph, Steph, and y'all, I can keep going on, KDs and, and, and LeBron's and everybody. So we see John's ja, game evolving, and that's what we want. We started with the Heat game. Uh, we started with the last Warriors game as well, right? And that's something that I'm proud of John stepping up to doing. Um, you know, he, he's tweeting, but he's also backing it up, you know, even though sometimes he may still going forward, may not get those calls at the end of the game, you know, getting like I said, especially against one of the jazz games coming up. I can see that happening uh, when he don't get a call at the end of the game, but that's showing that aggression. And that's something that we need. Um, as far as the third Warriors game, I mean, y'all apologize, you know, for it, I accept it. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I'm pretty sure, accepted. Uh, Jordan Poole, who put, who actually put up 26 points in, in the last game. The other guy, you know, <laughs> like the Warriors, like that's why I love watching them play, like discipline, like straight-up discipline. Like they're going to put up effort every single night. They're going to hit the open shot. Um, Draymond almost went down, so, so I'm happy that he didn't go down. But just discipline. Like once we get to that level of discipline to where our star players can go out and we can still put up a fight, I think that we'll see that Grizz team evolve to, you know, a playoff team and, and so on.
0: Yep, yep, effort and energy, and that's the problem. Uh, like I said, I was at the game Friday, uh, straight up. No energy, no effort, man. It was uh pitiful. I, I have never left a game that early. I left for like three minutes ago. <laughs> and I almost left earlier than that. That's how bad it was. Uh, so <laughs> so he's just like, he does know it's over. But I think the Grizzlies, they their favorite rapper. I don't think it's Lil Baby. I think it's Big Sean, man. Because last night they took the L. bounced back. They do that every – Obviously. Took L to the, and the out, They bounce back against Miami. Take a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden State, this night bounce back. Like, that's
3: they. 500 the ball, huh?
0: Right. They bumping they that picture.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, hey, this is what it is. 500. Uh, Jordan Poole, 25 points Friday, 26 points Saturday. He fresh out the G League. Like. other well, guy. He
4: better hey, hey,
0: man. Hey, that's not doing the Brooks and guarding him. It's John Morant guarding him. So, I need some better defense. Bye. All parties, but call them out, Captain. Call them out. <laughs> call them out, but I was
2: like,
0: call them out, Cap. <laughs> it is what it is, like I said, two and two. Um, uh, that's why I projected Camry. That's from nothing better than that. We actually gained the lead over New Orleans and um, who's the other team? OKC. We actually gained a one game lead over those two teams in the standings. We won for two games to so three games. So as long as those teams keep losing, we go 500. Hey, we in the play in. <laughs> But uh, going to the next topic, Tuke, you did find a photo that I'm about to share um about the most hated players for each team in NBA. And for the Grizzlies, no other, it was Gorgie Jane. Gorgie Jane?
4: Where did you get this yeah. from? Yeah. <laughs> like, did this person even, like, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will. I will give him this. This is. Uh, this was taken early in the season, so this is before when Gorgie started really balling for the Grizzlies. Like I do remember this specifically. Still. I do remember when this list came out. I mean, but I, I, to, to to this list, I would give it credit because now I don't. I definitely don't think James is the most hated good right now. He but when dead. this list came out before James started turning up, like I guess 20, 20 games into
0: the season, like yeah. Do you know who Dylan Brooks is? Not saying we all hate him, but I mean, I mean
4: that's you know that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about I mean, like, we're oh, we oh. we about to talk about it, we're about to yeah. talk about it. But yeah. I would give I will give credit to whoever watches; they did know a little something because we are paying Gorgia Zane a lot of money to come in, and when he started the season, he wasn't doing good at all. Like let, yeah. let's be real about it.
0: He still one more hating than Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I mean, let's let's we can also
4: agree on it too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we all in in favor of Dylan Brooks is the
1: most hated Grizz player right now? I'll say this to answer. Let me answer your question by saying something that I that I noticed from this from this list. Pretty much everybody on this list is a very. I wouldn't say they're really good at defense, but they're really scrappy players, right? And so that's what I got from it. Like, looking at, like, Wes Matthews is on this list, Gorgie Dane, we kind of know that he's a scrappy player, um, Robert Covington, Trevor Ariza. So for me, that screams that players aren't fond of people that play some form of defense that maybe go that more than the extra mile than the average that's or true. normal player would. So to answer your question, too, I actually was surprised that, um, that Dylan Brooks is not the most hated Grizzly.
0: And who is this dude from Golden State? L. Um, I have no idea. No he's, he's like
4: not. a small four. He was once upon a time. He he played center for us one one game.
3: When when like Draymond wasn't there, yeah. Well, they got it right about the Heat, didn't
0: they? <laughs> <laughs> no, <that's laughs> not, yeah, he's not yeah. there no more. So they got two That's all <laughs> right.
4: So, uh, for everybody listening, by the way, we will post this list. By the way, so y'all 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 can have some kind of context. Definitely commented everything. My thing is with the Suns, like, how can a rookie be the most hated player on the team?
2: You got to find somebody to hate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: They'll see you I'm surprised
2: that they ain't put Chris Paul. Be honest with you, you know what I'm
4: saying you got you got Rudy Gobert, of course, the guy that gave it the world COVID. Um, Rudy Gay, I don't get that one.
0: So I yeah,
4: did.
0: This is yeah, that's my next question. I'm about to go into with this discussion. Uh, who's your most hated Grizzlies player? Now, n- ever period. Who is your most hated greasy player? Mm. The... And mine would actually be Rudy Gay. Really? Yeah. Wow. I always thought he when he was here. I thought he was overrated. Agree. And then oh, when we, okay. to what I to what aspect?
4: Because I, I I love Rudy Gay. To, to what to what aspect? Yeah, that's because he good. wasn't gonna be an All Star because of like everybody that was around him at the time. He still gave us twenty a game. Like if he would have been healthy throughout the the uh, OKC series, like he would have been a difference maker back in the day.
1: I'll say this as far as Rudy Gay, which is, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if he's just my, if he's my most hated Grizz, but if there is like a Grizz where I was like, you could, you could be a little bit better than you are. It is Rudy Gay. I think Rudy Gay had like, it just. I think at that time when Wings was really popping in the NBA, like, of course, there was, like, LeBron and KD, but I think they were starting to, like, they they had their groove. Like, you kind of expected Rudy Gay to take his game to another level, and we never got there. I think his team around him was really good, but I think if Rudy Gay could have taken that extra step or two, I'm not sure if they could have gotten to the finals, but I think they could have done more knocking on the wood to get to that point.
0: And okay. to his point with that, that clipper series when we was up by 27 in that game one and come back, I like lyric put that game already game because the whole mm-hmm. second half it was just straight up giving the ball at the top of the key, and he did nothing with it, and the clippers came all the way back. Mm-hmm. And they didn't win that series okay. the second game. So I kind of put a lot of the brunt of the blame on him because him and zebo not working out, I kind of put it more on him than Z Boyan okay. on Because once we traded him for a better fit. Tayshawn, of course, was nowhere near the player he was, but we went right to the West Coast the Finals. But to be okay. honest, I went a little too far to saying I hated Rudy Gay, because I hated Jeff Green a whole lot more. I just thought about <laughs> <of> him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I understand Jeff Green. But
4: <laughs> I think I think for for the reason that you your your most hated player is Rudy, I think mine is OJ Mayo. Mm, sorry. Because he was supposed, like he came in average 20 points a game. That was his best season, like his entire career. Like his game never evolved. He never took that next step to outside level. And I'm like, dude, you're in a you, you were once the best high school player in the nation, arguably, in my opinion, you were. And then you come into the league, you know, you don't work out, and then you leave on the league because you, you can't get your act together. You know what I'm saying? And I guess I guess it, 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 it I guess it was mental. Now whatever, like he's still doing the same now, and you know. He's doing his thing better mentally, which is important. But I guess at the time, it's like, man, we expected so much out of OJ Mayo. Especially, and I think it was like a top five pick, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that yeah, it was uh,
2: third overall, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Third overall. Third overall. Yep. Yeah. There you go.
2: Uh, as, far as, my, man, as far as my most hated Grizzly, it would definitely be the three names you guys just named. Uh, Jeff Green, OJ Mayo, and Rudy Gay. Um, definitely could definitely be at the top of my list. I'm probably going to lean more towards Jeff Green because I can. While we expected more from Rudy Gay, while we expected more from OJ Mayo, at that time in which those two were actually brought into Memphis, we were still trying to establish an identity. Um, like as far as Powell being the guy that he was and then eventually making his way out and going to LA. So I remember vividly uh, after O.J. Mayo's, like, rookie season, they immediately were trying to play him in point guard because they need they struggled to find somebody to back up Mike um, at that point. And I think from there, it just kind of went downhill um, for O.J. Mayo there. And then with Rudy, of course, he was supposed to be the wing guy that was supposed to go get us a bucket. But, of course, we got what we got. We wish we could have gotten more. But you can definitely ask the same question there as to, okay, are is the front office giving him the keys to say, here, Rudy, you are the guy, like, take us there. I believe if that was established from the get-go, maybe we could have gotten more. And I think once the Grizzlies had the run that they had in 2011 and show that they could do better without him, the writing was on the wall at that point for Rudy and, um, the stamp on it was in that 2012 series against the Clippers. So if I had to choose somebody, it would definitely be there.
3: Yeah. Um, the first person that comes to mind for me, well, not the first, it's the second person is OJ Mayo. I just saw potential and scoring. And that was during a time when the Grizzlies needed someone to score. Um, this is the grin grind type of air. This is defensive heavy. And to get OJ Mayo, that's instant offense. To Tukes point, his mixtape was bananas when it came out. Um, and so there was a lot of potential there that never manifested itself anywhere. But however, however, he's my second choice. My first choice is this person.
0: And I'm going to drop the mic. Chandler Parsons. I was waiting for somebody. I was waiting for somebody to go there. <laughs> I need the players so who actually played, though. You know, he didn't play, so I don't count. Him. <laughs> I mean, millions,
2: I like he is.
0: I'll play. I mean I know.
4: <laughs> look, I uh, this is something I knew we were gonna talk about on Let's Be Real. So I didn't want to say nothing about Jenna Parsons. <laughs> I want to put my kind of like I told you, I'm working on my energy. I don't want to bring that kind of <laughs> energy on Pimp Parsons to this podcast, to this platform, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ah Pimp yeah. Parsons. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. In Pimp
0: yeah, he has to I,
4: I, I like that, that. He's like an asterisk. Like, don't even put it in there. like,
0: go away. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he definitely has to be number one, like all time. Grizzlies, you did the oh, poll. Right. Let's do a poll. He's probably going to win it, but let's still do a poll anyway. Let's no do a poll, man. Man.
4: We'll let's do it.
0: Despite yep, Chandler Parsons, who was your most favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most hated Grizzly of well, all? Of,
2: yeah, because yeah. we got to make it yeah.
0: We got to make it gotta Despite Chandler Parsons, he's the feed is on there. We got to make it fair. That's a good one. Yep, that's that good we got to make it fair, man. Pam Parsons. Paul <laughs> coming
4: to a Twitter in Yeah, media. you took my fail, bro, but I didn't want to bring that energy out here, bro.
0: We going to chill. This is laid back. We chilling.
4: It's a good Sunday. It's a happy Sunday. Speaking of pimping, I hope y'all went to church or got some kind of service in you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: But uh, before we move forward, one last thing I do want to speak on it uh, with the whole – that was a great, great discussion we had about Rudy Gay and O.J. Mayo. Um, just think about the grin and grind era. We could have possibly had a championship, but both of them had lived up to their building. Like, that's crazy to think about now. But like thinking back to it, like uh Trevor made a great point. If the role was established for Rudy just to be the man, cool. If OJ Mayo, Tony Allen spoke on the on the Chris Renner show about him not pretty much wanting to accept the six man role when they came to that point. Yeah. He just simply accepted yeah. there and became that buck and get off the bench. Who knows? Like that we might have might have a ring right now. At least got to the finals. But
2: yeah. Yeah, because I believe they were asking OJ not only with the six man role, like we need you to be you and a scorer, but we also need you to facilitate your offense. So it's like offense. OJ, to the OJ
4: probably would have been the first all-star six man. If that would have, if he would have truly accepted his role like on a consistent basis. Because like I said, he came in the league average in 20. If he would have came off the bench, which is more of a good role, like what I say for Dylan Brooks, like let him score. Let him be let him. be The Degree is needed. But because he didn't evolve to it, <laughs> we ring this in.
1: yeah
0: yeah but as this week comes up it is speaking of OJ Mayo who did get traded from the Grizzlies Uh, they had a failed trade when he posted he got traded to in Indiana right before a trade deadline but the paperwork didn't go in in time <laughs> y'all remember that, that you taking me
2: he back on
4: trade of,
0: uh, Josh oh, it's, a, it's so many trades the Grizz Josh, had and just failed through. Roberts. Roberts. Wow. that was the trade wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. that yeah. very well. And the trade they didn't get in to sign the paperwork. <laughs> uh, but it was trade, uh, trade deadline is this week on March the 25th. This is uh, a late, mm-hmm. late, late, late about a whole month late. Uh, trades that happened I already dropped the league. I think uh, PJ Token got traded to Milwaukee and uh, Trevor Reese I'm not gonna mention who he got traded for. Trevor, Trevor Reese got traded to the Miami Heat. So we just leave it at that. Uh, what well, <laughs> y'all heard any rumors? Uh, the Grizzly is specifically. Gorgeous the name you still keep hearing. If y'all heard in the rumors. So I think any trade needs to be done, grease is wires.
1: Um, I just think that they need to find shooting. Shooting is a sole reason why we go through these lulls of like what's the offense? Like it's just a bunch of like Joe Morant like coming off screens, going down here, which is fine. Um, but I think to create more space for him and the rest of the people in the offense, you need to find a starting caliber type shooter. Um, I really, my personal opinion, I mean, I know it gets kind of talked about and liked about on Twitter, but I really think you should really try if the Grizzlies, if I was the Grizzlies, try to look at Bradley Beal. I know that's a lot, but at least see what they're willing to, if they're willing to talk to you about. And another thing that I'm willing to say, and I'm not sure how many people accept it, but I would be willing to put Triple J on the trading block, depending on who I'm trying to get. Yeah about it. You went there. No, uh, I'm I'm saying. there. I was about to go there. I about
0: to go there in the Slack group earlier. But you're saying, you're saying, saying. I'm I'm there.
2: Okay.
1: Why? <laughs> um well I would say this. I wouldn't make calls on his behalf. I wouldn't say I wouldn't openly say I'm shopping him, but I would throw out a rumor or two just to see who else calls and see what they're willing to offer for him. Um, I think, for me, I understand he has potential, but I'm a little concerned about his injuries. I'm a little concerned about that. And, again, going back to my name, they are who, they, who we thought they were. If somebody shows you that they have an, um, a history of having lingering injuries, especially as a big man, that's not good. Look at Joel Embiid. So, I think it's... I mean, but
4: look at Joel, Joel Embiid.
1: Exactly look at Joel B. He's a really good player, but again, to, the, best ability, the best ability is available. And if, you, if you're if you not constantly on my floor, then I really, I mean, I don't want to say I could care less what you're doing, but that doesn't mean much to me.
0: I think it's still
1: um, too early, man. It, it's it's okay. Which is it why is too I too would secretly will call, take calls on.
0: But his point, I guess The point is this. He's not a uh, You know how we say like Ja is untradable, and you you say Triple J is, but he's basically saying we're not going to openly say we're going to shop him. But if someone called and they say, "Hey, in order to get Brad to build, y'all got to give up Triple J," we got to think about it.
4: I mean, let's think about that. At the same time, you don't want to start you don't want to start a foundation of breaking up something that that may be great. Like we've seen what John Jaron can do, we've seen the potential. Like Ja was in his first year last year. Let them grow together before you start breaking up that kind of chemistry. Of hey, mm-hmm. I may get traded. Like let me be, let me be on a hot seat. Let me walk around with needles around my feet. You know what I'm saying? Like don't break that up.
1: But we, to his this point deal for them to for, for them to
4: heal together, they have to be mm-hmm. on the court.
0: To his point, it's I mean,
4: gonna come. It's gonna let's not be in a microwave society on this one. Yeah, but, I mean,
0: we're what not what mean. Saying, we're not saying, saying trade though. Okay. We're just saying we're just like, yeah. It's like.
4: It, it, I, I, but but what I'm saying, it's, it's still too early to have a thought of it, is what I'm saying,
0: mm. in my opinion, he's played, in my opinion. He's, played, he's played two games yeah. in one year.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, like, we're not here at this point because of Triple J. Like, he's not even giving us any practice squad time.
4: So, <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. But once he, does, once he does,
2: I think we'll, it'll push us to that next level. I, I honestly believe in James and I mean, that there, there yeah. remains to be seen. We gotta see it on the court.
0: I mean, I believe it too.
2: Yeah. I, yeah I, but a- I'm I'm with them. Like I will take some calls. Like I'm not just gonna be openly shopping them. But if somebody came and something, you know, really nice, I at least just listen before I hang up the phone. Like I wouldn't just say, Oh, we openly trading triple J. Like if you like if that's all I'll put it like this. If that's all it took to get Bradley Beal, would you pull the trigger on? Right now,
1: no.
3: It's gonna take more. What? Right now, no. Right now, no, oh, if, right
2: now if 3J no. right no. right no. was the only thing Washington no. asked to give you Bradley I will not because there's a
4: player that can somewhat give me Bradley Bill numbers and his name his name is Buddy Hill if I can go get Buddy Hill and grow into that
2: rotation with the Grizzlies
4: that's you the lineup
2: know. I can do you now Two, you know how much I love Buddy <laughs> Hill. You know how much I love Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill is one of my favorites to watch. This. Right, we can get always a
4: cheaper Bradley Bill. If Bradley Bill's not going anywhere, regardless, we see how happy he is in Washington.
2: He's not going anywhere. <laughs> let's let,
4: let's focus on getting a player that we can actually yeah, try to get.
2: Knows. But if I'm in their front an office and they call and say, hey, we'll give you Bradley Bill for Triple J, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm 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 saying done. Although, I mean, uh, the, Grizz, the Grizz the Grizz need shooting and they need somebody that can go get their own basket and that's something that Bradley does for them and it takes a lot of pressure off of and rent.
0: and he's healthy so, yeah and he's healthy uh, So <laughs> you know I'm just
2: being honest if their trade was on the table right now I will pull the trigger but um, again I was just listening to some uh, just listen at least just try to see what, what folks are even offering um uh, But for me, I think the Grizz are definitely looking to possibly move Gorey to try to get some kind of cap relief or try to uh, gather up assets possibly to uh, make a push for Bradley Beal. Not sure what player is going to be out on the market that the Grizz can target because I'm with Schuyler. We need to get some form of shooting or we need to get another guy that's like instant offense that can go get his own shot. Uh, So that way we're not looking – lost, you know, in the in the closing uh, minutes of the fourth quarter. But yeah, I think at this point, I think Grizz are listening for offers to see what kind of assets they can get for Gory, and I believe that's it. So I think this this trade deadline is probably going to be all about getting assets.
0: And to your point about um, Buddy Hill, that should be who they should target, because you're going to get him for so much. At this point, Sacramento, I don't think they want him. So you probably can get him for couple seconds maybe a first, maybe a late first. I mean I I would see you called I mean, about this.
2: believe it or not, they actually need a bid. So I would be surprised if they threw Gorgie in there and in, in a pick and try and get Buddy Hill. So like if you can get them for cheap or we, uh, somehow put Gorgie in a deal. Let
4: me let me put let me put my GM hat on. Let me put my GM hat on. Let me put my GM hat on. Gorgie, <laughs> a second rounder and Dylan Brooks for Buddy
0: Hill. Let's go. No, you don't think twice. I will hmm. do it. I right. do it. I
2: don't even think twice, about it. That's My GM hat. That's my GM hat. Hold on, now hold on, hold on. I I, I can't. I will hold on. Let me let me back it up just a little bit. Sacramento's got to send me something else than just book. Okay,
0: like
2: they another player.
0: Uh, another. Let's. Uh, they throw Marvin Bagley in there. <laughs> he he stayed hurting. Hey, if Mark Magnus
1: is,
2: in there, <laughs> the is in, there, no he's in there, I'm hanging up the phone. Mark Magnus in that deal. No disrespect, but if he's in that deal, am hanging up the phone. If I'm parting with Dylan Brooks and Gorgie Kane and the pick, Sacramento, you guys should be more than just what he called. It's as simple as that, that.
0: Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Anybody else got one? <laughs> All right, trade deadline this week. Um, we'll see you into our next episode next week. If we actually make a move, or if we don't make a move and we release the so you can play for a contender, we'll see what all happens this week. But stay tuned as we we'll, of course, we'll be back next week as well. But before we finish off, let's do our weekly predictions. As you probably know, me and Scott's predictions already uh for this week. But look <laughs> at the schedule, we play okay. See, we got four games to play Boston at home. Who Been struggling. I don't know what Boston's up to this year. Play OKC. They better not come in that game taking them lightly again. That's all I got to say on that one. And -hmm. they play back to back Friday and Saturday. Two and two. Don't ask me which games they're winning, which games they're losing. Two and two. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Shaka, I
1: really want to go two and two with you. But where? Day
2: yeah. huh?
4: But where?
1: That's yeah, looking real one and three ish. <laughs> and really with the OKC game, really looking zero and four ish. <laughs> um, I take two and two though. Utah isn't as good as they were at the beginning of the season. Now, granted, it's in it's at Utah, but I think they could possibly they still feel
4: one. They're number one in the in the are
0: yeah. Number no one in the league. I'm fired. Rogue. Yeah. I, I was I that they, they, don't come. I think they go. Two. I was at the Grizz game Friday. Rogue games I not mean, If the fans in Utah like that, well, I was at Friday, and it don't matter where you playing at,
1: at all. Two and two. Hey, get, get two and
2: two two. I'm between one, one and three, and two and two. Um, That's everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna go two and two. I think. Yeah. Boston has always been a matchup nightmare for us, so I'm giving that a L. Um, I think we get the game against OKC because I think the loss to them at the last matchup I think is gonna wake Memphis up for their game, so they'll get that one. And then they split uh against Utah. So I'll go two and two. <sighs> I do wanna go one and three. Um give me
4: a win again. Uh, give me a win against Boston. You just we are
1: gonna, gonna,
4: gonna, gonna, gonna come back on the podcast. And we gonna, we gonna be on a, a three game losing streak. You just said two and two, man. Why you changed? No, no, no. no, no, no I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I'd be different. I don't want to. I want to be two and two with everybody else. Give, me, give me, one and three. Give me one and three. Next week we are gonna come on a, a three game losing streak because I don't see how we beat Utah. Boston, I think we get away because we could, you know, we we found our swag against Golden State, and then OKC is gonna be just a scrap game that I think say I did. say Alexander, somebody else is gonna get us in the OKC as per usual, and then Utah they are the number one team in, in in the
2: in the in the league. So, so you so you expect Luke Dort to drop like twenty five against
0: the Grizz? <laughs> hey, Maybe. the Pokemon. Hey, yeah. the
2: problem, I messed with Luke Dort. But did
4: you, did you not? Did you not? Expect, you do you not remember what Pokemon
2: did to us? Hey, that's true. That's true. Come on, true. bro. I, I, I honestly don't see how you got us beat in Boston, because we always struggle against Boston. Either Jason Tatum or Jay LeBron.
4: Uh, are, are, you, are you trying to convince me to go 0-4?
2: I'm really am. No, no. So I'm trying I want to see, see, see how you are getting this. How, how if you would have went with the one win against OKC, I would have. I would have been. oh know Boston, Boston. It's yeah. something. It's something like you said. It's something
4: going on with Boston. It's
2: yeah. something. About, I, I don't know yes, what it is. Yes, I, like, I, I agree. It's one of those I games agree. that every, the time could we, actually every time we match up with Boston, every time we match energy. up against Boston, it's either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. They just come right out the gate and they have a huge game and they just take it. Just take it all away just from that point. But you I, know, we, I, think,
4: I think if we would have lost against Golden State again, we would we would have lost to Boston. But I think because we beat Golden State, we kind of got some energy. We got some good energy going for right now. Like I said, it's all about discipline at this point and energy. I think we, we can come out and squeeze one out of Boston.
0: Okay. And we leave really, and really the 0 4 to Mr. He's really cheating himself. <laughs> I mean, because <it's> <laughs> he's been quiet. Give me my 0 4, man
3: nah i don't see it that way cap uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. this is what i see man i i called it earlier in the show I, I said i would like to see them take a streak no better time than now um and so give me boston okc wins give me a utah loss and then the utah win
0: oh Three Three you want boston hey we're going yeah. okay
4: uh, help me out, Christina. You've been quiet, bro. You waited. You you've been quiet. You could have helped me on the Boston one, bro. How do you see the Grizzlies beat
3: Boston? I don't think it's necessarily what I see them doing with against Boston or OKC. I just see it as like there needs to be a time where they convince all of us they can win more than just one game in a row or two games in a row. And so, to me, it's just going to be about right now. We have to just be the better team. Period. Just like all these upsets that are happening against in college basketball, you just have to be the best team for one night, just one night. Who can like you know we lost. Easier said
4: to <laughs> done, coach. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: we yeah. were, we beat the Heat. The Heat are definitely a playoff team, right? Uh, are they? Are we better than them? No, but we were better than them that night. Same thing with the Warriors. We're better than them on one night. They're better than us. So I just got a three and
0: one. And we basically had the same record as Boston, but like Trevor's point, we do struggle against them. But uh, my whole thing when I think about this OKC game, how they took him the last time, Mr. John Morant, You got some proven to doing that game because OKC fans came out talking about Shea Gilders is better than you, and I can't say I don't agree with her right now because we haven't that. so Wednesday. Uh, I need you to show you better than Shea Giddris, Alexander, bro. <laughs> Yikes.
4: Call him out. Call
0: him hey, out. Call him, him. Call him out, <laughs> Y'all watch that game last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, call him out. Hey. Call him out, Captain. Call him like you it. I need to see that fire in your ass, bro. <laughs> All right, man. All right, that was a good show, man. Dude, for today, man. Remember to follow us at the start of five, the number five M-E-M. And follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network as we lead off on Mondays. You can listen to 3D on Tuesdays, core four on Wednesdays, and GPB Live on Thursdays. Remember to follow me at double uh, underscore P Shark.
1: And I'm at underscore Scarlet on Twitter. Everybody be good, be safe. And again, they are who we thought they were
2: i'm at the art of trevor i'm not gonna do my usual spiel because now i'm in the process of trying to write this sitcom uh with jv Jai and uh dylan brooks so <laughs> taking uh, i'm taking uh show names titles so let me know
3: did not see that one coming trevor um i <laughs> i really didn't it's it's really shitty man holding it down man hey Grizz, give me three and one let's get a little street going
4: a sitcom with Jamal Moran would be hilarious, right? <laughs> Especially with Papa Moran in there too. <laughs> like, come on, man! This your man Uh Let's definitely find a side of them. Hey, they got Dylan
2: and JV. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: if if I get one, at the, if I get what I want at the trade, that line Dylan will be. It'll be just JV and Ja, so. it is what it is.
0: We can write somebody else in. <laughs> well, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at All right. And if y'all know what Trevor's representing, which y'all should, is the picture of uh, JV, Ja, and Dylan after the second Golden State game. That was on Twitter. Uh, Larry's photo. Glad they were happy after their performance. I was say Friday night. They needed to make that up. <laughs> 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 Did this time I agree with <laughs> that? peace